DMVR Draft Pod. It's happening. This is how it was meant to be, boys. With John Elway in the background, producer Alyssa on the ones and twos, my guy Schwanman to my left, J Mike to my right. We are so ready for week one of college football. And uh, you've heard us in the Broncos, Rams, and Buffs feeds. We are coming to you live every Thursday doing the thing to talk it all out, preview the big games in college football, preview the big prospects, talk about the Broncos' biggest needs, Rams and Buffs' best prospects. We've got you all covered on everything and anything football from preps to pros. We're doing it. Jake, we missed you last week, man. I missed doing the show, not going to lie. You? Yeah. yeah. We did a little double header. We got all, all our conference picks and all our, our All-American teams. It was quite exciting. That sounds amazing. How many uh, CU representatives do we have on these All-American teams? Uh, Travis was on there. Travis right. made my team, yep. And Jordan Dominic got an honorable mention. Uh-huh. And um, that's where we stopped. Alton McCaskill right. was brought up in the running backs. All right. I think it might be too soon post-injury to really talk about first-team well, All-American. I swear TV says Hank's going to be starting. That's what Coach Flea said at the show. So, uh, We did not talk Hank. Look out. He's not, I don't think he's eligible, honestly. That's why we've got our Buffs insider. We will be talking about that soon enough. The pack did kind of dominate the offensive side. And that's what was fun about this, Jake, was as we're talking about our All-American teams, you know, for the Broncos, you'd think we'd be talking about more needs on the offensive side. We kind of found ourselves talking a little more defensive line Mm. and corners and safeties and stuff like that, you know? I feel that. So as you're getting into Broncos season, week one prep, are you zeroing in on uh position wise dude tell any way you want to take it yeah as they watch college football saturday end to end and they don't have a dog in any fight who should they be following um not gonna lie i got a little concerned when the 53 came out and there was three healthy wide receivers and four wide receivers total it's not awesome even after drafting my guy mims with their first pick their first draft pick not first round pick last year they still need help on that side of the ball, I believe. I mean, when you talk about quarterback, too, I think that's pretty valid at this point. Yeah. Um, but, again, cornerback, too. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Mathis does this year, but may need another guy just for depth purposes even, too. And then we'll find out what how much longer Justin Simmons is able to play at this level. I mean, the, the edge group looks great, but... Right. We don't really have, have a guy. That true star yes, exactly. If Randy Gregory's injured or what have you. And what's interesting, Justin, is of those positions, edge is super deep, it feels like going into this class. Some of those other spots, eh. Receiver, I think we'll feel better about at the end of the season than we do coming in. We just it's just how it works. We There'll be some do. guys that pop, but yeah, do. going in, you you're you're not quite as stoked. Um Tory Horton, CSU Ram, a guy I would watch this weekend. Guy uh, has a potential to be Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year in that All-American conversation, but yeah, Edge, it, it's loaded. I mean, this weekend yeah, we got Harold class. Perkins Jr. going up against Florida State. You got Jared Verse on the other side. Like, it doesn't get any better than that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Florida State, Jared Verse, uh, he's outstanding. Harold Perkins was one of the few non-draft eligible guys 
to make my All-American team. Ohio State, as always, loaded mm -hmm. at edge. Uh, Sawyer on one side, who's got some Bosa to his game. JT Tuamalu, who dominated Notre Dame, was, was Penn, State. Penn State. Penn State was yeah. his game. Watch out for the Nittany lines this year. Yep. That's going to be a fun program. So, no, edge is deep. Corner, I got to figure that out a little bit. That's why Travis Hunter, in part, is a first-team All-American for me. You'll get to see another potential candidate in Josh, Josh Newton when you're in Fort Worth this mm -hmm. weekend. He's a highly touted corner for TCU. Outside of that, I don't know how you feel about Cooper DeGene. Um, and then, yeah, it's Kool-Aid McHistory, Kalen King, these kind of guys to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, TCU's just been like a secondary factory. They had Troy Merrick go in the first round. They had uh, uh, Hodges Tomlinson get drafted last year right. and then Gladney a few years ago. And now yeah. Josh Newton's going to be the next guy. He is, I think, was their leading pass breakup guy last year, too. So Same he was... We talked a lot about Hodges Tomlinson on the mm -hmm. show last year because he was like the guy, but Newton was better. He's kind of got some size, too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he's one I'm keeping an eye on. Also, like... Is there something to Big Twelve corners? Like they're just tested so much, they're they're they've gone That's through the trials point. by I mean, fire. Like they're going to, if you look at a Big Twelve corner these last couple of years, yeah, they're going to have a couple of plays where they get torched pretty bad. But when happens. you're in coverage, fifty snaps a game, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> what about these safeties, Kareem Jackson? It's been forever <coughs> that he's just coming back as the starter, and it's an interesting safety class we were coming out with some yeah. good names but i don't know that we love anyone i mean i jack howell obviously at csu is a guy that'll that'll come up a lot um jaden hicks for washington state's a stud well i'll get to see him on mm -hmm. saturday uh, mm -hmm. i'm interested i think it's it's a lot of prove it year i mean you got the kid at georgia and then you know right malachi starks is incredible he's really he's nice not draft eligible I believe. he's not he's a true sophomore yeah wow Georgia has so many. They're so, they're so it's young, insane. but they're so deep. They are so young. Yes. I mean, I'll throw out Kalen Bullock at USC. Um, he <laughs> was a transfer. Game, yeah. He uh, he balled out. And then Tyler Nubbin at Minnesota is a guy we highlighted last year for that game. Great. Watch the um, Gophers take on Nebraska tonight. That's exactly. going to be a fun game. Definitely zero in on him. Uh, one more Pac-12 guy, Cole Bishop at Utah, too. He's been there for a while. Another so. guy we get to watch tonight. That's mm -hmm. going to be fun. Um Cameron Kitchens is someone Kinchins. from that's Kitchens. The, that's Thank the you, Miami sir. safety. Thank you, we sir. Get five that's picks the last Miami year. safety. On the offensive side, everyone's got some concerns about tackle. To say the least. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is a year-in, year-out yeah. thing that we do, <laughs> brother. We definitely have not done a draft pod, and uh, <laughs> offensive tackle not be one of the primary reasons of focus for us. That's for sure. I don't even remember. I mean, you got to go back to Clady. Is that the last time we really felt good? Yeah. Yeah. I think I feel like Luis Vasquez on the right side had a good he year. He had a nice, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. That's when you really felt like, I mean, okay. It's, it's been a decade since Clady was in his prime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, even that 2015 Super Bowl team, right tackle was a liability on that team. That Raiders game, who was it? Uh, Schofield allowed yeah. five sacks from Khalil Mack. Like, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Buddy. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no, it's it's true. And I mean, Garrett Bowles isn't getting any younger. You hope that some of these big money signings they've made can show can show up or else it's going to be a disaster. Um, 
And it doesn't feel like going into the season, it's maybe the deepest offensive class of offensive tackle class. But at the tippy top, you have some guys I really like. Olufashanu of Penn mm-hmm. State yeah. is the big name. Yeah, I mean, he'll go top three. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all in agreement coming into last year's draft had he declared he's the top offensive tackle in that class. Yeah, yeah for sure. Easy. And those guys didn't drop. I mean, the top three tackles, they're all gone by the 14th mm-hmm. pick, right? Um, when Broderick Jones is taken by the Steelers. So Olufashanu, Joe Alt yes. out of Notre Dame. Yes. Those are the big names. Joe Alt, one of those longer, like, basketball-sized uh, offensive tackles, which... Like McGlinchey, you always worry about. Is it too say, easy yeah. to get into your pads? And uh, it's hard for you to anchor, right? And mm-hmm. have that center of balance that's low to the ground. People are high on JC Latham out of Alabama. Amarius Mims has only had two starts at Georgia, but has all the tools to be a superstar. He'll be fine. Um, Patrick Paul, a name out of Houston, big boy that's been coming up houston we were surprised to see their dogs, dogs. UTSA. dogs. jordan morgan out of arizona too there Left you tackle. Go. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then i mean you mentioned the quarterbacks wide receiver amazingly might be a big position of need i think you're <laughs> gonna have you're gonna have to do something because this trio that you invested and hope to see together never it never came to fruition. What a yeah. I mean, we're not sure. going to see Sutton, Patrick, and Hamler on the field at the same time. Give up. Move on. What a disaster. We're three years in. Hasn't worked out. Yeah. No, it really is. Everyone knows about Marvin Harrison Jr., or at least should. Of course. We'll be sure to uh, key you in this whole season. Other guys you've got on your list at wide receiver, though, because, again, maybe not a class that explodes um, off the page when you look at it, but there's already some really intriguing names. I'll throw out Romo Dunze at Washington. I think he's going to have a massive year. He was one of the best receivers in the pack last year. And then he's Dorian, so big. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. And then Dorian Singer, he comes in instantly at USC last week and has a great game, scores at least one touchdown, might have yeah. been multiple. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty deep class now. I'm looking at wide receiver here. I like a lot of these names. I mean, Xavier Worthy at Texas is a lot of fun. Some versatility is a guy I think could make an impact as a return man as well. You put him in the slot, you can move him around. Yep. Um, Malik Neighbors at Mm -hmm. LSU, I think, is a name that I've seen quite a bit in for a big year. Yes. You think with Jaden Daniels, you know, second year with Brian Kelly, that offense should hit the ground running. I'm really intrigued by that LSU squad. We've we've dug Mm -hmm. into it a little bit on on the last pod, but Mm -hmm. out of you know the Alabama Georgias of the world. LSU, you know, sneaky for for some SEC title love. They are sneaky, man. Talent on defense, talent on offense. Do you believe in JT Daniels? Go Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Daniels. Yeah. JT's the USC guy with the stupidest mustache. He's at Rice, starting his third straight game or third career game at Texas now at his third different school. Him and Slovis, who's at BYU now. How are we still talking about these guys? Ban them, please. I can't. It's crazy. I just can't. Um, I kind of respect it. Just staying in college forever, <laughs> just deferring adulthood. The Bo Nix strategy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll throw out Johnny Wilson as well at Florida State. Big guy, um, can run as well. He's going to be a just nightmare matchup for a lot of defensive backs in college football and just shine, I think, this season. From Florida State, I was also seeing, is it Keanu Coleman highly rated? Keon he's Coleman. massive. Yeah, um, he's former Michigan State wide receiver. Okay, that's why yeah. he sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah, was in the portal. I mean, we talked about him for CU quite I a bit, so. but uh, he ended up going to FSU. 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's always wide receivers to watch. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a draft ranking recently that had Georgia's uh, Lad McConkey ranked higher than Tory Horton, and I just would like to Wait, throw some beef at that. Lad can ball, though. <laughs> He's a stud. He can ball. In that system. Wow. He's not Tory Horton. He's not Tory Horton. Lad can ball. Lad McConkey. Is he a prospect? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he moved. I mean, he's one of those that you'll stereotype him. Exactly. Uh, that's that's the issue. He's a white wide receiver, and people automatically see him and think, oh, he plays tight end. No, he is out there balling on the outside. What's his size? He's a he's not small. He's, no, he's, yeah, I can't he's, even he's got a nice spell frame. lad, boys. Gotcha. So you're going to have to <laughs> help me on um, this one. According to Georgia's Bull, uh, Georgia Bulldogs roster. 6'3", uh, 235. There you go. Oh, no, he's big. Yeah. Wow, he's huge. Was I right? He's huge. Oh, I thought you had it. No, I was just that was. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, I'm just waiting for this website to load. It says six foot. I don't have to wait though. He's bigger than six foot. <sighs> Man, anyone else you've got your you've particularly thought, boy, would he be nice on the Broncos? Um, trying. I mean, I think we need speed more than anything. So, I know ball. I look at guys like Mario Williams at USC is very explosive as well. Um, That's where a guy like Worthy of Texas, exactly. we already brought him up. Right. Yeah, Texas, man, so much talent. It's now or never. I mean, they got Isaiah Nair, oh, yeah. who transferred in from Wyoming a couple years back, tore his ACL last yeah. year. He's a stud, and he's going to be like their wide receiver four or five. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Lad McConkey, here we go. Six foot one eighty five is what he's listed at. I would have guessed at least six one, six three. He doesn't look yeah. small on, no, on the field. Three, I overshot for sure. <laughs> um, are we moving on? Yeah. Shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Game Time takes out all the stress of buying tickets to your favorite sports, music, comedy, game, uh, and game, theater game. events. They've got killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So you can stop stressing over getting your tickets to any events you may want to see. Broncos, Buffs, and Rams games. Exactly. Um, We're both on the road this weekend, so I don't really have a game time game of the week. I'm at home. Oh, are you at home? Oh, okay. Collins. There you go. There's your game time game of the week. Uh, You can get WSU, CSU tickets. You did it. it, (laughs) Snag the tickets without the stress using game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code DMVR for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code DMVR. You'll get 20 bucks off. Download yes. game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yes. Where also, if you're at the game, particularly for uh, one of these early starts, you're going to need some Shady Rays to keep Hell the sun yeah, out bro. of your eyes. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company. But guess what, guys? They make a product that's just as good, if not better, than all the expensive ones. Yeah. And Here you go. can wear them with confidence because if you lose them, if you break them, they're going to replace your pair, no questions asked. Nobody hooks it up like the homies over at Shady Rays. They're the best. Together with their customers, Shady Rays providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. We love that. If you want to check it out in person, go to the Park Meadows Mall, full-stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love them, return or exchange for free within 30 days. Again, no risk. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Well done, sir. Well done. 
Before we move to Buffs and Rams, I thought running back, uh, running back teams for the All American were the most interesting. Who would you? Let's hear them. We went classic. We picked two backs to start. Mm, okay. Because you know that's how we play football in Traditional. 2023. <laughs> Wrong. That's not how we play football in 2023. I'm just mad I can't nominate a fullback to be honest. <laughs> Sam Straight. You know, where, where's my H back? Hey, shout out to Alec Ingold for breaking the bank today. That's, Did you see that yeah, shit? It's amazing. <laughs> Uh, I went Raheem Sanders, Braylon Allen. I went Blake Corum and Braylon Allen. Okay, then I'll keep it with the same three, All but different ten. combination. I'll go Blake Corum, Raheem Sanders. Oh. Raheem the Dream. Yep. I like. Is Dude, Corum supposed to be ready week one? Yeah, Corum's ready. The thing with Corum, though, is he's... The split with Donovan Edwards? Well, concerned? that's the thing. Donovan came on so strong yeah. last year that it's not just going to be the Corum show like it was all year last year. I think we're going to see both of them on the field at the same time. Well, and JJ might snipe some of those red zone rushing of touchdowns course. as well. Sure. So That's a great point. But this is one point. of the best offensive lines of football, man. They're going to be dominant on that side. Yeah. Throw yeah. out a wild card just to keep an eye on. For Michigan? Just another running back that, like, I mean, I th- we oh. gave three really brand names. We really did. Um, Zach Zinter, the right guard for Michigan. Keep an eye on yes, him. Yes. My goodness, what a mauler. Um, looking through these names, I really thought Audric Estime w- was impressive last year for Notre Dame. And then in week zero, he had a great game as well. He's popping up on some lists now. The yeah. Ole Miss sophomore is getting all kinds of Oh, yes. ABL, yes. yes. I'm drawing yes. a blank on his yes. name. But. Um, Trey Benson out of Florida State's a guy we've talked about a little bit before. And that matchup against LSU is in Monday night? Yeah, Monday. It's going to be huge for 530. Him. Mm-hmm. Cannot Dude, that's, wait. That's the NFL matchup of this week. Yep. That's no doubt. I can't wait to get into that in the next segment. Um, but yeah, let's talk some local prospects because it does feel mm-hmm. like college football locally. We've really got a bit more talent to look after than maybe usual. Um, and also some new faces. Like yeah, not sure. necessarily, you know, like when Trey or Visco were coming up, it felt very much like it's yeah, a three year like, rise, right, like, you know, I, right. I know it's coming. Here it's much more like, man, what you know, even Tory Horton, guy who was played very well last season as the receiver for the Rams, but but you're not gonna be paying attention to CSU on a national level last year. I mean, he was their entire offense. The fact that he was able to put up, you know, seventy plus catches, nearly double digit touchdowns, close to twelve hundred yards receiving while being double teamed literally every rep of the season Mm -hmm. is pretty dang impressive and I think he's going to be one of those guys that actually has a better season just because it's going to take some of that pressure mm-hmm. off of him. You're going to have a, a much more complete passing offense. They could not attack the middle of the field at all. They just gave up trying the last couple of weeks. Like, eh, we don't have a tight end that can do it. We're right. over it. Right. No offense to Tanner Arkin, uh, Fort Collins kid. He's moved on to University of Illinois. Wish him well. But Dallin Holker comes over from BYU. He's an NFL tight end prospect, a little bit older, went on a mission, but I mean, he's a guy that was in position to be a team captain for them. Like, he was a, a pretty significant loss for that BYU program, and they were not stoked when he ended up at CSU, right. former mm. conference foe. I'll say that. Um, but those are a couple guys you want to keep an eye on offensively, um, defensively. Mohammed, or my goodness, Mohammed Kamara. Yeah, mixed he's a the dog. two names together. Absolute stud. I mean. He had a sack against Michigan week one. You could find it on Twitter where he just torches the tackle. And that's that's saying something. This Joe, wasn't Joe Moore award yeah. winning offensive line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was like the you know, second quarter. This wasn't fourth quarter, right. you know, where the game's out of hand. Mm-hmm. Like this was legitimate. 
Uh, Jack Howell's a guy who's in that All-American type conversation coming off of a 100-plus tackle season. A little bit undersized um, as far as NFL evaluation goes, but I certainly wouldn't cut him short because he's just so versatile. I mean, a guy that can play up top and come down around the line of scrimmage and make those types of tackles consistently, that's my kind of guy. I love a tackling DB. We all grew up on Champ Bailey. I'm not calling oh, yeah. him Champ Bailey. No, sure. But I just, I love a corner. I yep. love a safety that's willing to get in the mix. And the Rams got a couple of those. You know, Chagose Anusium at corner, great frame, 6'2. You know, um, I don't want to guess on the weight because I've been way off today all day. <laughs> but he's got an NFL frame. Um, CSU in general, that's secondary, a lot of talent. Aiden Hector, Henry Blackburn, Howell, Chagose. Really excited to see some of these guys. And, from a, from a draft evaluation prospect, I think fans are going to have fun watching this CSU team because they've got some great athletes. This is not this is not the Rams football of the last couple of years, which, guys, is, is ugly. Like, mm-hmm. so ugly when I'm walking to my car and just being like, God, like, I can't do another week <laughs> of this. I really can't. There's a lot of reason to believe these guys are legit, and this high-end talent's a big, big reason why. Shout out to my guy, Ooh, Benny Lava, in the chat. Yeah, Mo Kamara, one of the... I mean, just based off last year's production, one of the best pass rushers coming in the country, coming into the season. Jack Howell, as you mentioned, maybe a little undersized, but maybe that plays better as a nickel defender. You know, and that's he has some versatility to his game that's going to help him. He's pretty solid in coverage, and that's something I think he's going to work on this year and next year to help his NFL stock. It, it's it's interesting. I mean, Horton, another guy, could declare after this year, could technically come back. He's only twenty years old. This is his fourth year of college football. It's a a guy that came in at 17 years old. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, saying a lot. And then Torrey Horton's the big dog. Yeah, he's 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 my guy. The one to watch. Jake. I will start off. I mean, of course. You going draft eligible on us? Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, I'll, of course, start off with Shador. I mean, I don't think he declares after this year. I think he wants to stay at Colorado and play under Coach Prime. Um, but who knows? I you mean, have a big enough year. You're going to exactly. be a first-round pick or something. Exactly. So It's a great quarterback draft class as well. Mm-hmm. So even if he does have a huge year, is it so huge? It's a good point. Do you benefit by coming back? drafted yeah. ahead of Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Penix, J.J. McCarthy, yeah. um, and so on and so forth. Bo, mm-hmm. Bo Nix. No, Some people come on. Rate Bo Nix. Let's be serious here. <laughs> uh I'll also throw out Shiloh, man. He's got two years of eligibility remaining, but um, he's been in college a while, yeah. and I'm sure he's chomping at the bit to prove what he's capable of finally healthy this year and go on to the NFL. NFL size for a safety there on Shiloh Sanders? Yeah, six what foot, is... almost 200. Right. Yeah. right. That's what I he's thought. Is he a fifth go. year? Um, I think his first year was 2019, 2018-ish, so I think I so. I'm just trying to... He's a grad. Funny enough, there is a picture of Deion Sanders and both Sanders boys all wearing Colorado State gear and like from like 2018 when they came and visited Bobo. Oh man, that's gonna that's gonna surface for Oh soon, yeah, I've yeah. got it downloaded. Okay. It'll it'll of come course. out. Of course. Um, I'll throw out wow. two wide receivers as well. Xavier Weaver from uh, USF. Yeah. And then Javon Antonio. He played at North, uh, Northwestern State last year. Both guys come in as graduate transfers. Uh, Javon Antonio is the biggest receiver on the roster, 6'4", 225. Nice. So, you know, you talk about size. Um, Almost Lad McConkey size. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. Um, and then Zay is just, he's got <laughs> insane body control. Um, he's willing to go up over the top and make these crazy catches. I think he has the potential to be the 
uh, what's the word? Most productive wide receiver on this team this season. Um, I'll throw out Jordan Dominic as well, another uh, an edge yeah. guy, and Taj Alston. Uh, I think Derek McClendon as well. Their yeah. top three edges are all graduate transfers. They've all spent time in college. They're all looking to get to the league. Um, and yeah. I think that this defensive line is going to be able to cause problems this year. That's uh, a good spot. I like yeah. I like bringing in mm-hmm. an edge who has something to prove because it's one of those positions you can kind of single handedly sure. just out of yep. sheer effort yep. make an impact. Right. I mean, you don't want to be out of position trying to do too much, mm-hmm. but it's just. And I feel like CSU's hit rate on the the edge transfer with one last year trying to prove himself that the hit rate's much higher than like right. you know mm-hmm. the offensive tackle who never played a game. I mean, shoot, it's it's crazy to look at like last year's SEC sack leaders because it's Will Anderson, then mm-hmm. it's Drew Sanders who plays for the Broncos, and then it's Jordan Dominic. Mm-hmm. Those are the three guys with double digit sacks in the SEC last year. Um, so yeah, I mean you'd expect big things. Yeah. And he's he's long, you know, maybe not the most twitched up, explosive, bendy guy, but he's already I mean, he's produced consistently at the ACC, SEC level. Now we'll see him in the Pac twelve. They'll be relying on him a lot though. And oh, yeah. I mean, that's a position where the NFL, you never well, have he, enough. He's just gonna overwhelm some like just you know, some of those matchups, yeah. you know. Yeah. The cows and Stanfords of the world. Like right. good luck. Sure. Good yeah. luck. Right. Great point. Uh, last guy I'll throw out is Cavasse Smoke at running back. Um, a, a bit of a yeah, all name in college football. He but uh, all name team. Yep, first team. He's and the Buffs fans know about him, and this running back room is pretty deep. But when you look at the like, look at Bajon Robinson last year and uh, Roshan Johnson. Yes, sir. Look at where Roshan got drafted. What was yeah. it? Fourth round. Third or fourth? I think it was third. Like mm-hmm. if you I just think it was third. if however many carries he had, 100, 150, whatever it was, if you show something in those carries, and this guy doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, he's played in college football. I think this is his fifth season, but I think he's under like I like that more. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This is like Kobe Johnson's mm-hmm. coming in from North exactly. Dakota. Same deal. North Dakota State. You know, he's a two-time national championship winner. He's been productive in the FCS playoffs. Three different runs. But he has like 200 career carries to his name because they had five running backs on the roster. That's the dream. Exactly. And they're both downhill runners, right? Yes. You know, it's so like that's how you're going to control the clock some. Right. You'll regain some control as a play caller. You know, that's. And, you know, clock's going to keep running this year. It's huge. It doesn't seem like it's made a huge difference. Huge. Because they're going to get those commercials in. But it is less plays. I saw a stat that it was there was actually like four less plays on average week zero compared to last year's average, but like twelve more minutes of commercials. Ugh. How about that? The That's amount of terrible, if we man. can fix anything in so college awful. football, it's the it's TV so timeout. Awful. It doesn't when you're at home and you're watching all the games, it's fine. But when you are at oh, a game in brutal. person and you see how much they stand around, it's brutal. It is brutal. Yep. Yeah, it's. They really have to figure this out. We need an actual governing body in college football that mm-hmm. gives a shit I'll do about it. college football. Yeah, no. The, the draft pod is available for hire <laughs> if you want it. Um, we'll save college football. That's all I'm saying. We No, we literally would. We probably we, would. We would just yeah. save college football. We, we It's in our best interest. Um, you know what else is in your best interest? Giving this stream a thumbs up. Yes. Giving this stream a thumbs up. Smash that thumbs up. Stream a thumbs up. Also, and though, I need a Breckenridge Brewery. Let's I need a beer because I'm getting tongue-tied. Go. I'm overestimating weights by about 50 pounds in height. Yep, you yeah. see it. <laughs> but right now, the beer of the month 
Mountain Beach Sour, the Jake goat. and I, we are on brand. Last day. At some point, yeah, we're going to have to stone cold Steve Austin them. <laughs> I don't know where or when, but it's going to happen. What are the odds for the third month this summer we get Mountain Beach Sour as the beer of the month for September? <laughs> I got some inside people it happen again. at Breck. Just I could, do it again. Uh, I'll put in the word. Sticks Run. with Mountain Beach. Run it yeah. back. Run it back. <laughs> We love Breck, you'll love Breck, and it's because they have a passion for making great beer. They've been doing it for 33 years. They're an awesome local institution. The farmhouse is sick. They do great uh, do great things for the community. They do great things for their people, and you are going to enjoy it if you go over there. I'm telling you, one of the best yeah, spots in Littleton for sure. Food uh, is amazing. So it's so yes. good. Yeah. In fact, I might have a court bring me a burger home tonight. Check like out the uh, the beer locator, breckbrew.com. Find a brew near you. Do it. Do it. Um, and that's just an appetizer as far as, you know, uh, CSU, CU prospects, who the Broncos should target. This is just our season preview. Every single week we'll be here to update you, tell you, man, I don't know. That guy really stood out to me. He looks like a pro prospect. Um, or sometimes just we're out on a talk guy. Talk it out. That's right. That's right. Bo Nix. Like can, Bo Nix. You can still change our mind. It's not too late, Bo. You've got uh, it in it's you. Over I know for me. you do. <laughs> it's over. Our favorite part of the show, it's talking about the games that are coming up that yes. will then break down on the next show. Talk about all the ins and outs, prospects, schemes, what have you. I've missed this so much. We're so fucking back, man. Oh, let's go, <laughs> let's baby. Let's go. And it's Florida-Utah I want to start with. That game is tonight. Yeah. Cam Rising not playing. Nope. It's in Utah. And uh, Brent Cousy, the tight end we've been on for years. how many years? What, three now? Yeah, watch guys in the trenches always with Utah, defensive, offensive, and then they're running back. I mean, he's a real guy. That's the thing about this Utah team. Yes, missing that veteran presence in Cam Rising is big, but your number two has legit experience, including against Ohio State in mm -hmm. the Rose Bowl a year ago, yep. in which he played pretty dang well. They have the best O-line in the conference. They have one of, if not the top defensive line in the Pac-12 as well at altitude against a Florida team who still has a lot of pieces trying to come together. Frankly, I do think Florida might be a little better than they were last year. Oh, I don't know. Minus Anthony Richardson, though. I think that might actually help them, though, just in terms like his errat. He was so erratic. I'm not. We're not doing this Graham Mertz thing again. It is Graham Mertz, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Graham Mertz. We're Guys, not, I'm not doing this again. He sucks. <laughs> Guys, He's terrible. There were Mountain West schools, multiple of them, that legitimately believed they were going to land Graham Mertz, and now he's a starting quarterback at Florida. It's insane. It's insane how poorly they have fallen. I, I don't think Napier's the answer. Um, no, he's a year from getting run out of town. Yeah. Uh, Jason Marceau Jr., the Gators' best prospect, he's a corner you want to keep an eye on, especially Broncos fans since... That might be a need. 6'1", 203, Miami kid. Um, eight pass deflections, one interception. It's a five-point spread. Some places I've seen it shift to four and a half. Yep. No cam rising. I think I'm still taking the Utes. I, I agree. I agree. I like the Utes to cover at home. I actually think this is at one home. of those games where people talk themselves uh, into Florida and Utah wins comfortably. It's uh, Right, right. Because... 
if you look at just the name value, you're like, well, wait, the Gators mm -hmm. got more talent. And also that game last year sticks in your head, man. Utah should have won they in the should, swamp. Yes, they should have won that game. But they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. And I know I lost money on that. I did too. Yeah. I lost a decent penny. <laughs> I thought I remembered something like that. Uh, but I do think the consensus across the board, we're sticking with the Utes on this one. Yep. This is a very pro-Utah pod. It's a. It's just a, a narrative game. The narratives here, like look at what these programs have done the last 20 years. It's Utah all the way. And you, mm -hmm. it's people are going to get too swept up in brand name and it's the gators in florida and yes but yeah. like quietly utah has been the most consistent pac-12 team for a decade now right right talk to me about stanford at hawaii on the island j mike i don't know that there's a ton of prospects in this one prospect wise this isn't i mean stanford's in full rebuild mode mm -hmm. there's a couple guys you could look uh hawaii cam stone at corner is pretty solid came over from from wyoming but um this is a brutal spot for Troy Taylor, frankly, in his debut. We talked about it on DNVR Rams Live today, just being in a, a state of transition. Obviously, Troy Taylor's mm -hmm. offense is significantly different than what we've seen under Brian Shaw. Oh, yeah. They can't hit the portal to fill in the gaps the way other teams can. That's a hell of a transition, man. It's, I mean, it's that's a two-year transition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback either. Uh, McKee went on to the NFL. I don't yeah. know who's starting at quarterback for them, but... It's going to be a drop off because he even was in the program last. I had it in my notes, but well, even yeah. though Stanford was bad, I on the Buffs pod all last season, I was saying, look, man, this McKee kid can make some plays. And you could tell when they had those scripted drives coming out of the half. We liked him from an NFL standpoint. Yeah, he was he was yeah. making things happen. It's just, you know, once you get outside of that script and you got to try and actually take advantage of the other team's weaknesses, Stanford didn't have the players to really do that. that. No matchups to exploit. Exactly. Um, Hawaii's offense, the run and shoot under Timmy Chang. I mean, they got it going through for 300 plus last week. Braden Traeger looked really good. Did have a pick late that, that cost them. They got to run the ball better. But Dre and I both took Hawaii to win this outright, not only cover, mm. but to upset Stanford. It just feels like a house of horrors late night, Friday night for Troy Taylor. And I respect the hell out of him. He was a guy who I got to do in the sidelines for CSU Sac State last year. I got to spend some time with him. And I was like, man, I hope CU doesn't hire this guy. Yeah. Obviously, it worked out for you guys. But hey, I think he's a brilliant football coach. He was at the top of our list, like up there with coach prime with uh, garrett riley in terms of guys that we wanted he's doing some interesting stuff i'll say this um i think we're overreacting a little bit to hawaii looking semi-competitive against vanderbilt who might just be garbage and still beat him by double digits that no it was, it was seven point seven, game. seven point. they scored seven at the points. end i think right. yeah That's it right. should have been double digits yeah this also though feels like on the island they're just three-point dogs. Like, the book knows something. Mm -hmm. And when the book knows, you go with the book, even though it almost looks... It, does, part of me does feel like Stanford's almost too easy. Yeah. I don't, it could, maybe this is a little cheesy. So it's a, bit but, of, uh, it's a counterintuitive. Give me, give me Hawaii. Give me Hawaii plus three. They lost their best offensive lineman. He plays at Michigan now. Like, they lost all their players. Look at the... Stanford. Yes. Yeah. Look at the in and out of the transfer portal from them. It's like 30-some out, like only six in. It's yeah. just a really brutal spot. I mean, there were obviously a lot of comments about that one guy that said CU might have the worst roster in the FBS or whatever. Stanford oh, might have the worst roster yeah. in the FBS. Just, mm -hmm. It's just a brutal spot. Which I think that crazy. Yeah. I no. mean, five years ago, that was a program that's... Contending on an annual basis. 
Hawaii, though? Are we in consensus on that one? Yeah. Yeah. Give me Hawaii. Okay. Well, I hate that. I don't. It's a double consensus. Um, <laughs> but that's fine, I suppose. Uh, ready to lose money week one. It's what we do. It's a tradition as old as time. That's true. No team is better against the spread at home than Hawaii the last three years. <sighs> All right. Stack. What a stack. What a stack. Good job. Good job, Justin. See you at TCU. Um, we've talked about some of the matchups. From a pro standpoint, Josh Newton, mm-hmm. the pro prospects for the Buffs. Buffs, 20 and a half point dogs. Outrageous. I mean, based off how good these how these teams were last year, it checks out. Sure. Based off how much turnover has occurred on both these rosters. Um, I don't know how they set these lines with so much exactly. uncertainty. Yeah, how is this a 20 point line when we literally know hardly anything about these teams after they lost so much? brought so much in it's when you don't have data to go off of i feel like it's mostly driven by perception and that's clearly the perception out mm-hmm. there in the general like college football you know com- community is that tcu is a great program now they're gonna roll <laughs> colorado right. you're one sunny I'm surprised hasn't, it hasn't come down at no. all blue i will say yeah. that it's been rock oh, solid shocking. Like CSU's gone down from like I think they were opened at like fifteen point dogs. Yeah. It's now eleven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I figured this one would be somewhere around that. I know it's in TCU, so you're not going right. to get the the home field like the Rams are. But I figured this would close somewhere around it's slightly shocked. Fifteen and a half, yes. sixteen. Yes. Look, man. Last year Chandler Morris started this game. He's going to start again this year. Through what was the score when Chandler Morris was when he exited the game? I think it was thirteen to six. He was like thirteen of twenty. So you almost ended their title run before it began. (laughs) Literally. Crazy. Um, Of course, he gets injured in that game. Duggan comes in, and then they just run the ball down CU's throat that whole game, and it ends up 38-13, I think the final score was. Look, guys, CU has an advantage at quarterback in this game. Flat out. I think so. Like, full stop. Like, it's it's not even debatable. They've got the better quarterback. Um, They are much faster than they were last year. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be able to be explosive and create some big plays. And defensively, I just like the talent more. I think you actually have guys who can get into the backfield on defensive line. You have linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. And you have some of the most talented corners in the country. Give me CU plus 20 and a half. They doing anything this week to prepare for the heat? Um, I mean, it's it's been hot out here anyways. They did play one day in uh, practice one day in the IPF. And it can get people always. It's funny. You talk about the IPF. It's like, oh, you're indoors. It's, it's easier it's pretty humid in there when you have a hundred kind of like a sauna. Yeah. Kind of stuffy when you have a hundred plus dudes running around, you have coaches running around equipment, people like there's a lot of people in there. So, uh, they've done that, but look, man, a lot of these people, coach prime Shador Shiloh, they're from Texas. They brought in transfers from Florida, from Georgia, from Texas, like all over the South. I think they'll be fine. I guess the only thing I would say, if you were looking for like, uh, a reason to think TCU could cover this spread potentially mm-hmm. in this type of heat, you worry about depth sure, and, you know, cramping. And especially when you're really reliant on a couple of top end guys and CSU was in that position last year. But how, how important is depth in week one? If it depends, I mean, if it's depends really, on what, it depends on what, how good your twos are. It's going to be hot for TCU too. Yeah. And totally. I, I also totally. think TCU's lost so many people. Maybe the depth isn't, and they won a, a lot of fluky games. Dude, they play close games. That's just what TCU does. It's a great point. 
I, where are you at? You like the bus to cover? I do. I feel like it's a pretty rare opportunity where you get this big a spread and it's a quarterback I feel pretty good about in Shador. I think CU covers, I'm with you guys just on the QB. Give me, and when it comes to this, I'll, I'll bet on the better quarterback to cover a close to four score yeah, spread. You got to. You got to. Mm-hmm. Um, Boise State at Washington. Washington's a really fun team to watch, led by Michael Penix. Um, Re- Romeo Odunze, their star wide receiver, someone that we've already brought up. Chris Peterson Bull. Chris yeah. Peterson Bull, <laughs> indeed. Um, and they also have some great pass rushers, the Huskies yep. do, and Breland Trice and ZTF. ZTF. Zion Tuapalua Fetui. Well done. I'm not going to do that again because <laughs> I butchered it. Um, we talked about this one already, J Mike. We did. I'm laying the points. I love the Huskies. I'm really high on this Washington I think they'll team. On them, rush the passer, they'll get it. We talked about them last week as a, you know, a team to keep an eye on for some playoff noise. One because the schedule plays out kind of favorably compared to some of those other top end teams in the Pac-12. But when you return as much talent as they do at QB, at receiver, in the trenches, corner, like yeah, it's, it's a huge. Advantage. They're just a really good team, and I, you know, Boise, I voted for them to win the Mountain West. I think they are going to be really good. Taylor Green, their their sophomore quarterbacks, a He's stud. Fun. He's very great fun. athlete, six four. You know, runs the ball. But it's just a tough spot going into this atmosphere week one. And, you know, I do think Boise will hang. I think it'll be a pretty good game. But I think Washington's disparity in talent proves to be too much. They pull away in the fourth quarter. I agree. I think Boise State's going to be a fun team this year. I loved watching Talon Green. I remember I texted you last year, I think, during week one. And I was like, who the hell is this green kid at quarterback? Because he was sprinting down, galloping down well, the sideline. I mean, they kept trying to make it work with Bachmeyer and they put in green and he just that. took off, like, mm-hmm. completely flipped. I mean, the, the final straw, obviously, was Boise went into UTEP and they lost. Right. And then they fired their OC. Bachmeyer quits the team not much longer after that. Right. But Washington's just deeper, I think, more talented. Um, I think Boise State can make an impact, but... I think just late in the game, Michael Penix takes, he's too good. Turnovers are where it gets interesting. Boise should be able to run the hell out of the football. You nervous or what? I might just parlay every every consensus pick we're going against just to be <laughs> safe. Because <laughs> when there's a consensus like this, it, it never is a good sign. Look, it never man, is a good sign. Washington was very, very explosive last year. Hey, I, I love it. And actually, I think maybe the safer and better bet on Washington is over 36 and a half. Oh, team total? Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a high-scoring game, and I think the Huskies uh, get behind it. Well, I mean, a lot of these spreads, we're not necessarily like, we love them, but we're just giving our opinions oh, on where oh, we'd total. be. Washington's total. one of the few teams I actually bet the over on the win total. Hawaii's one of yeah, the teams I no, bet the over I, I like Washington. I like Washington. Speaking of Washington, Washington State, Colorado State, Rams, 11-point dogs. It's moved in favor of CSU. Like I said, it was yeah. closer to two touchdowns. Um a lot of sharps are high on CSU being much mm. better this year. I think a lot of that has to do with the respect they have for Jay Norvell and just the fact that it's, you know, a whole roster again. You know, they were competing with scholarship totals in the low 50s for nine weeks of the last season. They had true freshmen on the field that, frankly, had no business being on the field, but they didn't have anybody else to put out there. So right. it's it's just night and day. You get all your top-end talent back. It's a completely different matchup than when they went into Pullman a year ago. Washington State loses four of its six leading tacklers. They're three leading receivers. 
you know, can Cam Ward elevate that team? We'll see. He made some plays early mm-hmm. on in the year. He kind of forced it quite a bit down the stretch and cost them in some big games as well. Yeah, he lost me some money later in the year. Me too. <laughs> um, and it's a new offensive coordinator, and it's Cam Ward who maybe got figured out in the second half. Mm-hmm. What I really like is CSU over 21 and a half because I believe that offense is going to figure some things out and look completely different. I do like the Rams plus 11 here. I mean, I like Cam Ward. He's fun. I oh, love he's great. He's great to watch. He is. But I don't think Washington State had the weapons last year, and they really struggled uh, to be explosive. And they their brought beat in, guys said they downgraded at receiver. Well, th- they transferred a lot of guys in at wide receiver, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I, I do like Nakia Watson at running back, but their strength is the quarterback. They don't really have the weapons. They're going to win this game defensively or cover this game defensively if they do. Um, that defensive line is going to be legit. Yeah. That being said, I mean, Colorado State is just, they're going to be able to put up points, and I just believe in that, so I think they cover. I love it. UTSA, they are favored on the road against Dana Holgerson and the Houston Cougars, the Big 12's own Houston mm-hmm. Cougars. Nope. Plus one and a half dogs in H-Town. Is this a neutral site game? It um, might be. I'm pulling it up right now, and I can tell you exactly which stadium this is in. It says... You're our G5 guy, even though this is a Big 12 team. It's at Houston. At Houston. It's at Houston. Give it to us. Frank Harris, UTSA's quarterback, like, is a UTSA, stud. UTSA, dude, they're for real. Because of this guy. Yeah, Frank Harris is a stud. They were my preseason pick to go to the New Year's Six Bowl for the G5 they were, schools. They were. I remember this. Um, defensively, they're pretty solid. They're really well coached. I, I just hate this spot. As I really like UTSA, and I think I'm going to go with the home dogs in, in Houston week one. And I I really like Harris, so if he lights it up and they win, I'm going to be super pissed. On the eye test, this jumped out. Um, you guys corrected me, and it's just a clear, like, the book knows what I don't know, so I'm going to trust the book. Give me UTSA minus one and a half. I think it's the safer play. I'm betting on college home atmospheres. I do think this game for Houston is going to be a big deal because, you know, they've kind of been – they had their nice little run there with – Herman or whatever and now they've kind of come Keenan. back to reality I, I think losing to UTSA at home would be a very bad look for that program home dogs forever man they are a way of life the best pro prospect quarterback matchup we have on the weekend fair to say even more so than LSU Florida State is South Carolina Spencer mm, Rattler taking on Drake May UNC two and a half point favorites at home is this as simple as take the top quarterback? I don't think so. South Carolina was good They're down frisky. the stretch. They've lost some talent in the secondary and defensively just the last two years. This game's in North Carolina. This one's a toss-up. I think it's in South Carolina. Gamecocks, huh? Oh, why does this say, it does say North Carolina. It has South Carolina on the home team here. Sorry. Oh, that does. Um, two and a half point favorites. Drake May. UNC. Yeah, I mean, I just like that quarterback matchup. I know the Gamecocks really came on strong last year. Give me South Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to take the Gamecocks, man. I think that the SEC size um, and speed can take over. And look, NC has Drake May, and they had a great run the last few years. It's it's so hard to be that team in and out. Like, 
they would have to be basically dethroning Clemson to be that team in the ACC. I don't think they're there. Um, I'm really thrown off. This is in North Carolina, but I like it might South be Carolina. a new, it might be a neutral site game. Too. It is at the Panthers Stadium, so I don't think uh, that's in North Carolina. Well, do the Tar Heels? So that's own, a, it's in Charlotte. Yeah, the Tar Heels play. They have their own stadium. Their own, yeah. So yeah. it's a neutral, neutral site. site. It is a neutral go. site. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Give me uh, South Carolina. I'm a rock with the Gamecocks as well. I I liked what I saw down the stretch from them, and I know sometimes we buy into that too much. Like they were good in November last year, so this completely different team is also going to be good in September the next mm. year. But um, I just like the the momentum they had rolling, and I don't know who's Drake may throw in the ball to. I mean that's the thing. I don't they I don't have names have right guys. now. They always have some. They guys. do. They do. But but my thing is like, are they actually that good, or is it just like the uniform? I, there's an element with their uniform where it just like makes them yep. feel better than they are because it looks so good out there. My guy Sam Howell I'm gonna be starting next weekend too. Taking you and see. Are you really? Yeah. Let's go, Drake. No, I'm going to say I'm a little surprised. You've been a UNC guy pretty through and through the last couple years. I I mean, Mac Brown's turned that program around. He's brought some talent in, man. There, it's a. I mean, it's a top twenty-five team. You're in and you're out again. I just don't think they're that. They're top tier program though. I think they're entirely capable of losing this game outright. Yeah, for sure. You want to know why this one? As in South Carolina, right? Like I think they're pretty evenly matched in a neutral stadium. So give me the points. Trust May more than I do Rattler. Fair, but Rattler can go off too. I'll just take the he points. Can. He can. I'll take the points. He's this isn't like actual analysis, but it does feel like the dumb college football move where Spencer Rattler in his what fourth or fifth year could be beats the you know guy mm. that everybody's drooling over. Could be man. Uh, I don't think you're wrong on that. Let's get into the Monday night game. Yeah, if we've go. got time, I'll get to Beavers against We're San Jose State, LSU at Florida State. <sighs> game of the week. Yeah, game of the week, talent across the board. You mentioned Malik Neighbors. We've mentioned Harold Perkins, the star edge rusher for LSU, is just a sophomore. They have Mason Smith at LSU, defensive tackle. Superstar freshman was injured last year. He comes back. Jared Verse, maybe the best edge rusher in the country. A guy who, if it wasn't for the NIL, would be in the NFL the pros, yeah. today and would have been a first rounder. Instead, Florida State, they keep him in Tallahassee. We talked about some of the Seminoles wide receivers. It's year two of Brian Kelly. It's year what of uh, Norvell. F- of Norvell. Like uh, three? Three, or four, three or four. Three or four, yeah. It's a big one for both these programs who could really be set up to make some noise if they come out of this victorious. It's two and a half, and this isn't Tallahassee. This is a real home game. This is right? in Orlando. I thought so. So it's a neutral site game on so top of that. And some people like uh, like the quarterback for FSU, too. So yep. who wants to start? I'm really high on LSU going into this year. I think Daniels in year two with Brian Kelly is going to catch the world by storm. I do think LSU's schedule is going to be really challenging, so trying to survive that gauntlet, how they manage that, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you got to go to Tuscaloosa, obviously, and you know, I think Bama, after the way that game ended last year, with the two-point conversion, you're chomping at the bid to, to get revenge. Um but, you know, outside of Georgia, outside of Bama, I think LSU is the best shot to win the conference. And I think they're really going to come alive. I think that offense is, is going to light it up this week. And I, I'm all in on LSU. I agree, man. I think Brian Kelly is one of the best coaches in the country. I was actually kind of surprised at how well he did last year because I figured he'd do well at this spot in LSU. But I didn't expect it that su- like that sudden right away. Um, they were dominant in some games as well. So... 
this game was a mess last year. You remember the end of this it's game last crazy. year? Yeah. Unbelievable. So and I like Florida State even. This isn't like me, you know, I'm I'm kind of buying into some of the hype coming in, but I was on Florida State last year and I'm nervous that I'm switching sides again to the favorite to take LSU, but um I just think they're more talented. I need to see way more out of Jordan Travis before I'm going to anoint him like a yeah, guy that leads I'm, them to the playoff. I'm not I fully know. in on him yet. But have I seen enough to like him more than Jaden Daniels? I, that's where I would lean Brian Kelly. I'm just going to give yep. the Brian it's Kelly great, offense the bump. Yep. Great counterpoint. Um, I do like that he has Trey Benson to hand the ball off to. Uh, I hear you guys on the point of the coaches. Brian Kelly definitely should have an edge in this one. I don't think the rosters are that far off. I don't, I don't think so either. Fact FSU might have the edge on some key positions. I just hate when we agree, and this one I just I just get the vibe. Jaden Daniels and LSU kind of messes this up, mucks it up early in the year to then make some noise in SEC. I could see that. They, yeah. That would be very South Carolina y of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It started two and two in yeah. non conference play, and then they come down the stretch and beat Bama and make it to the title game. Yes. Give me the Knolls. I'm so locked in on this game on Monday. Can't man. wait. So I would not be shocked up. at all if Florida State won. I mean, it's just, I got to see more from, from Travis. Like yeah. I said, that's yeah. where I'm at with that team. I think, like you said, you look at the talent at the skill positions, everything else. Oh, it's great. They have some juice under Norvell. Like they, they've been more competitive the last couple of years, but. I mean, LSU is a different animal, and I got a lot of for respect sure. for Kelly. And Damn straight. It's a tough one to open the season with, too, man. I respect it, it's though. It's a Can we, great game. I, I love it, because guess what? Yeah, I do, too. If you lose this game, you have 11 weeks to fix your reputation. You still have a chance at the playoff. You yeah. still have a chance yes. at winning your conference. Yes. It does nothing. I love it. I do, too. I love that college football's back. I love that Buffs and Rams are back. We will help guide you if you don't have a dog in the fight of who you need to tune into who you need to watch ride with us on these picks we'll be back next week thank you so much the producer Alyssa, to my guy schwan man and j mike what up cody in the chat leave us a thumbs up tell your friends and we'll see you again next week